Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way It's time to name the neglect from typical food advice. Welcome to the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Hosted by me, Julie Duffy Dillon. I'm a registered dietitian with 20 years of experience partnering with folks just like you on their food peace journey. What have we learned? Well, cookie cutter approaches exclude too many people and you don't need to be fixed. It's not you. It's not me. It's all of us. Only together, we can start a movement and fix diet culture. And we will. Let's begin with now. Hi, and welcome to episode 303 of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. I'm your host, Julie Duffy Dillon, and partner on your food peace journey. We are so glad you're here. And this episode is a follow-up from last week's episode. You know, last week's episode, episode 302, it described ways to use your voice at the doctor's office. And we are going to hear from Colleen Bremner. She is our resident hype woman extraordinaire. And she comes by every month to do diet culture, IRL um, experiences. And we have one today about navigating healthcare. So we are going to hear from Colleen and then we are going to sift through just the experiences and how to move through them and find for the support you need. It's going to be a really helpful episode and I look forward to you hearing it and I really want to know what you think. Let us know if you have any thoughts, if there's anything we left out, anything that you would also add to it. You can shoot us an email at info at juliedillonrd.com. But before we get to hearing from Colleen, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast is brought to you by a new product called Your Second Opinion. It is a toolkit. It's actually a digital doctor visit toolkit that you can use before, during, and after your PCOS appointments. So something that the PCOS Power team and I know to be true is just accessing basic healthcare is a challenge when living with PCOS. Why? Well, 
not many people know how to manage PCOS. And two, if you live in a body that is marginalized for any reason, it can be really traumatic to go to the doctor or any other kind of healthcare provider. And we are all collectively working together to change the state of healthcare, including PCOS healthcare. But until then, we wanted to provide a toolkit that you can use, again, before, during, and after your healthcare visits. So what does this digital toolkit include? Oh my gosh, it includes so many amazing things. Um, it includes what labs to ask your doctor for. It also includes sample questions to ask your doctor, things you can do to prepare for your visit. It also includes a private podcast feed with guided imagery to help you like just calm your nervous system down before your appointment and after. And here is the coolest part. There is even a way to call a friend. Yes, you can call someone on the PCOS Power team as you are navigating these appointments to help just get through it. Because I know getting through these healthcare visits can be really tricky and again, traumatic. But if you have a supportive person in your life who just is living the same life, it can significantly impact your nervous system and helping you to navigate these things. But not everybody has someone in their life to do that. So we have Colleen Bremner, who we are going to be talking to in just a second, who will be your friend. So you can phone a friend. But anyway, if you want to look at all the details, I highly encourage you to go to bit.ly slash your second opinion. We will be releasing this in just a few days. If you're listening to this podcast, when it drops November 25th or Black Friday in the United States, we will be releasing this and it is open for purchase through December 6th. So again, check it out at bit.ly slash your second opinion. All right, let's go ahead and get to the episode. Today's Diet Culture IRL is brought to you by Fatphobic Doctor's Visits. I recently went with my partner to the doctor, and the first thing to greet us in the patient room was an old-fashioned scale. You know, the metal one that looks like a weird sort of torture device, and right next to that, a giant poster of the BMI, or body mass index chart, with advice to just lose weight today by a certain amount, which... I won't even go into that because that certain amount is BS and the fact that I even had to look at that chart is BS. So like any person who's given up on dieting for good, I did the only thing I could think of while we were waiting for the doctor to show up. I decided to Google why the BMI is trash. As a fat person, I've been oppressed by a mathematical equation that was never intended to be and is not in any way an actual measure of health. The BMI is racist and bullshit, and a ton of folks have spelled out why that is online. So to name a few, top 10 reasons why the BMI is bogus by Keith Devlin at NPR, debunking the BMI myth by Be Nourished, BMI is bullshit, here's why by Lisbeth Leftwich, originally on Adios Barbie, reposted on Everyday Feminism, why BMI is flawed, measure of body fat, explained by an eloquent 14-year-old by Julia Belouz at Vox. A new study just totally debunked the BMI scale as a measure of health by Jessica Ellis at Hello Giggles. There is a dangerous racial bias in the body mass index by Jessica Ferger at Newsweek. There's also an excellent podcast episode on this called The Body Mass Index, and that's on maintenance phase. 
I will note some of these articles may make mention of numbers. So if you're in a healing space, take care of yourself when sorting through some of these. All of this to say, it feels like a constant uphill battle just to get preventative care. Knowing when I call to make a doctor's appointment, I have to advocate for myself. Knowing when I go, I will have to deal with fatphobic BS, constantly being told I need to shrink myself to survive. It's honestly exhausting. And when I do all these things, like advocating and speaking out, I have to remind myself I could be helping someone else by bringing these triggering subjects up. That's what keeps me moving forward. I realized after going with my partner to the doctor, I haven't been in years. It's so easy for me to push it off because I know when I go, it's like running uphill with every question and request. I always think about getting some sort of pep talk before I go to the doctor and after I'm done seeing the doctor. One of my dear friends, Rachel, who's also been on the podcast, and I kind of have this unspoken pact that we can always call and talk to each other with visits. And honestly, just knowing someone else is there and cares makes all the difference. I'm proud to say I finally made a preventative care appointment after years of not going. And while I'm terrified of all the things that will come up and come up for me, knowing I have support is going to make it a whole lot easier. You, listener, deserve to be listened to and cared for when you visit the doctor. And so do I. If you haven't seen the doctor in a while like me, I hope this can be a gentle nudge to take a visit and know we are here for support before and after too. Your anti-diet bestie and ally in all fat acceptance things, Colleen. Thank you so much, Colleen, for this month's Diet Culture IRL. I am excited to dive in, but quick, we're going to just move to a quick sponsor break and then we'll be right back. Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. 
serving collectors since 1945. All right. Welcome back, Colleen, to Diet Culture IRL. It's great to be back. I feel like it's been a while. So love being in you, the listener's ear. <laughs> yes. It's so good to be back. Yeah. We took a little break in October. I think we all needed a yes. little rest um, as we prepare for International Dieting Month and the holidays mm-hmm. and all that. So we needed some diet culture IRLs and we know that the world provides them yeah. with so much ease. <laughs> so thank you for sharing your experience again. What what was what was the, the experience like for you to write this letter? or this uh, diet culture IRL? Honestly, I think the first one was just like surprise and shock that I also Mm -hmm. fall into this category of not really making doctor's appointments for myself, especially being someone Mm -hmm. who has been on this kind of body healing journey now for three to four years. I thought like somehow like, oh, like because I've been on this journey, like naturally doctor's appointments shall be made for me yearly. (laughs) Like, that is not the case. I obviously need to call and make them for myself. But it's something about, yeah, I guess my conditioning or or feeling like conditioned to not necessarily be afraid of the doctor, but to be afraid of what they might say, I guess, and to be afraid of what feelings might come up after they say whatever they say. It's a lot of assumptions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, the, the assumptions I want to talk more about. But one thing I want to mention that you said at the start with, you know, beginning your um, anti-diet journey and feeling really like, okay, now everything's going to be easier and forever easier. Something that I've noticed that people often talk about is this like burst of adrenaline when they first are rejecting diets and like they've shifted their like vision just a little bit and they see all the Mm -hmm. shit from diet culture and that seems to have this like, yeah, like this burst of energy or adrenaline. And um, sometimes we call it like a honey- mm-hmm. honeymoon phase. And especially in like in the intuitive eating world, like when someone's moving away from dieting, it can feel so like exciting and so freeing. But then like the world provides on a silver platter, all the bullshit. <laughs> and so sometimes it goes from like super honeymoon adrenaline happiness to like, you know, depths of despair. And I'm not saying that's what you were saying in in this segment, but like people often describe it and be like, well, maybe I'm doing it wrong or I just, it's not for me. So I'm glad that you mentioned that, but do you resonate with that at all? Did you experience some of that kind of like, oh, I feel like I can do this and then second guessing it? Oh, definitely. And like, times now I feel that way. <laughs> like I, it's not like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's I'm not like it's something yeah. that like one day I woke up and was like, I mean, yeah, I did this. I'm done with dieting, but it's a constant like thing in the back of my mind that it's, it's like there it's getting smaller. I, I've talked about this too. Like the, the little like thing that's there is definitely not as large as it was before in my mm-hmm. mind, but mm-hmm. yeah, that feeling totally resonates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's certainly a, a typical pattern that I would notice. And I'm glad that you said that you still connect with that because there's something about the shame that people will name when they have hard, have a hard time rejecting diets, even though they are noticing all the crappy things and how oppressive it is. But, you know, doing this work that you shouldn't have to do, like you shouldn't have to be like advocating for yourself and um, naming when someone's like talking about some racist 
bullshit tool that was never intended to do what it's doing to our to our community and to the world. But I'm I'm naming BMI's bullshit right now. But uh, yeah, that, I'm just so glad that you named that because there is a lot of um, a lot of people who just describe how isolated they feel when they do get kind of sucked back in or feel kind of activated to, to diet again. And it would be so much easier if the culture was different, but alas, this is where we are. So something in particular I wanted to ask you is um, you named in the segment that you finally um, made an appointment. So how did that go? What was that like for you? I, realize like they ask questions like when's the last time you were here and I was like well, I don't know don't you have that on record <laughs> like, um, and I think what makes it trickier for me too is I don't go to a provider I don't really have one in my area who follows like a haze method mm-hmm. or um, is more like on the body acceptance body neutral scale so that's tough for me I I find that I avoid it when sure. I don't have that. I know there are some within driving distance, but accessibility is also an issue for some. So um, I think that's that can be a challenge. So I, I, I don't personally want to drive like 45 minutes or an hour to find a more accessible healthcare provider. That's just not something I mm-hmm. feel like doing right mm-hmm. now. Um, and maybe that will change for me. But in, in my mind, I'm like, I'd rather just almost rip the bandaid off, like get the care that I need and then just like shut the door for another year until I need to go back. So it's unfortunate that Mm -hmm. I feel that way, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I made the appointment. It did feel good to finally make the appointment and to have it in the calendar book and to be on the wait list for an earlier appointment too. Not that I have any like health concerns rising right now, but I do feel like Mm -hmm. I'm 30 years old now and like, it's good to have like a yearly (laughs) check-in. Yeah, it's kind, it's yeah. directed, you know, to do that like once a year. And I happen to be aware of the general vicinity where you live. And I that is an area of the country where that does not have many providers that identify as weight inclusive or anti-diet or even like somewhat okay with like going down that path. So it, I bet for many listeners, they, they live in a similar place or they just don't know of anybody. And um yeah. So just doing like making the appointment and just going in and out to get the basic care. Um, I know you said that you wish you felt different, but it sounds like that's probably the best way to go. It sounds like you're choosing the safest, least triggering kind of way to access like some basic needs as a human being. So yeah, I don't know. I'm like, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think without like, you know, diving into everyone's you know, personal insurance situation and things like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, there's so many factors that go into healthcare and accessibility and it's, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a huge Mm -hmm. pervasive issue, like way Mm -hmm. bigger than we have time to talk about on, on our episode today. But I will say like, I'm almost, you know, even with like lists that Mm -hmm. I found of inclusive providers, there aren't really Mm -hmm. any in the area for me. And when they are, it's like, I need to drive an hour and a half to get to them. And I just, yeah, I don't know. That just doesn't feel like attainable to me right now, but you're right. I think Mm -hmm. I do need to give myself a little more grace in the area of like, Hey, I made an appointment. I'm like seeking care. And those are things to be celebrating. Yeah. Well, so what do you wish all healthcare providers knew 
I'm totally putting you on the spot to ask you this, but like if someone's listening, because we do have a lot of listeners who are healthcare providers that are maybe like anti-diet curious, <laughs> um, certainly a lot of dietitians who are. And is there anything as a consumer, as a patient, as a client, like what you wish they knew about this experience? Oh, gosh, so many things. Where do I start the list? <laughs> Honestly, I would. I think it would be so lovely if the onus was more on the provider than the patient mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like either set boundaries or ask what feels most comfortable to a patient that's coming in and seeking care. Even if mm-hmm. there was like a sign when I first check in and arrive for my appointment that says – if you have a history with eating disorders or disordered eating, please let us know with in whichever way is comfortable for you and we won't weigh you today. Like things that instead mm-hmm. of me having mm-hmm. to ask constantly and advocate for myself and feel almost sometimes like the bad person for being like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be weighed today and I don't really feel like I need to explain why, but I do because then the mm-hmm. the nurse's assistant or the practitioner or the doctor is like, well, why? Why don't you want to be weighed today? Mm-hmm. And I just wish that part didn't exist because then when they go to take my blood pressure or they go to take my heart rate, it's elevated yes. every time because I just like explained all of the stuff that I wasn't ready to explain. I didn't have like a handy dandy guide to be like, here you go. So and then they're <laughs> like, oh, why. by the way, your heart yeah. rate is really high. I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yes. There's this like over, um, overarching kind of theme from folks that I, that they feel like they will need to bring in all the evidence. Yeah. Like I need to have scholarly journals to provide to the tech who asked to be weighed <laughs> to the nurse, to the doctor, to the resident, to all the people like they, um, because I know sometimes they will ask like, why, 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 can I not weigh you? Like, what, what do you, what do you, like, they just saw a lot of confusion and some people don't care. They're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, and just not knowing, I know for many folks I've talked to, they're like, I feel like I have to have like all this, like, like a, like a book report yeah. brought in yeah. to explain my position just to be ready enough. And of course, like being guarded then and how that guarded feeling will just make your blood pressure go. Up. Yeah. I know for many people, that's why they always tell the the tech, can you just get my blood pressure at the end? Because I can tell my heart is racing because I'm just nervous. See, and that's another thing. Just Just like all of these little Mm -hmm. things that it'd be really Mm -hmm. nice if like providers just were like, hey, these are some experiences that other patients have had. Like what would feel most comfortable for you today? Instead of me Mm -hmm. having to come in, it's almost like I come in on the offense every time. And or right. and or I'm prepared right. to be on defense when I like come in on offense. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. that it'd be mm-hmm. really nice to just not have to do that. Right. Well, until then, because <laughs> you know, one of the things that I do outside of the podcast and PCOS Power is do um go to um like medical schools and um, where dietitians get trained and I teach about weight inclusive care, I always throw in some good case studies with PCOS too. So I am always like, you have to learn about PCOS first and foremost, and then also not tell people to diet. And um, until we can like fix healthcare, you know, all of us, you know, you the listener, Colleen and I, (laughs) when we can fix it, it'll be easier. But until then, um, something that um, I talked about in the beginning of the show is your second opinion, you know, that, 
the um, digital toolkit that we have put together for someone with PCOS to help them navigate all these. And one of the things is like a list to give to the doctor of like, hey, in case you're just wanting some um, information about why I'm doing this here. And it's like a list of scholarly articles. So you do not have to gather them. So we have done it for you. There's lots of other things in there too, just like ways to help before, during, and after and getting your script ready and like making a checklist of all the things you want to cover. But um, whatever we can do to help your blood pressure be more your typical blood pressure during the visit, we're all about. But anyway, so I just want to mention that like, you shouldn't have to do all this stuff, but until then we want to help. Um, Okay. So I'm excited about my part in that too, doing kind of like a pre and post guided meditation. Uh, cause I think that would have helped me. So it's, it's really Mm -hmm. nice to also have some lived experience while challenging. I love helping other people with moving through those spaces. So, I mean, so valuable. I'm so grateful that you do these segments, um, to share your lived experience and also with that toolkit too. And you also mentioned, in your um, segment about calling Rachel. Rachel, of course, is the community manager in PCOS Power, and you all have been friends for a long time. I don't know if the listener knows that, (laughs) but (laughs) y'all go way back and calling her just for support. It sounds like it's a mutual kind of connection. And I have a feeling there's going to be people listening who don't have a friend to call or a support person. Is there anything that you would suggest to them um, to help navigate that experience without like a human being there? Yeah, I think, I mean, I I feel like sometimes when people recommend journaling, it sounds a little woo-woo, but just even mm-hmm. taking a moment to sit in your car before the appointment and writing down how you're feeling and just naming the feelings, not that you have to do anything about them. I think that's half the battle. Sometimes I feel like if I name it, I have to solve it right away. And that's mm-hmm. just that you're doing enough by like sitting with it and recognizing Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can feel my nervous system right now is feeling a little bit triggered Mm -hmm. or on edge. I can feel my heart rate is increasing. Like even if you don't have a specific feeling to name like fear or anger or stress, naming the physical response is also, I think, really helpful. So yeah, if you don't have someone that you feel like is like a good support person for the situation, like you can turn inward if that feels safe for you. Um, also, like for me, music is all is a really mm-hmm. helpful thing. Listening, mm-hmm. I don't know, Enya is kind of my go-to, like calming. Ooh, I had music. no idea. <laughs> but Enya, yeah. so 1980s. I love so it. So 1980s. <laughs> but like th- thinking of things that might uh, help you feel more calm in the moment before mm-hmm. going. And then same afterwards, if there's something that mm-hmm. you do to kind of help ground yourself, I think those those activities can be just as impactful as calling a friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm glad that you have some resources in that way. That's a, I didn't think about journaling and just like the things that you would tell a supportive person, writing that down and naming what you're experiencing. Yeah, there's some really interesting Uh, nervous system research on even just like naming what you're going through, whether it's a feeling or if you're experiencing that kind of blank stare, flight or fright, kind of like, um, I feel immobilized, like even just noting where you are, how that helps the nervous system deescalate and just feel more like how you typically, you know, move through life. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. Well, and I know as a part of the, um, your second opinion toolkit, is also calling a friend. So 
You want to share a little bit yes. about that? I'm so excited. I'm like calling it the phone a friend. Like again, I'm like caught in these like nostalgic um, like eras of yeah. life, I guess right now. But uh, it's going to be an option where you can schedule a call with me and I will be your friend, your supportive ally, the person that you can talk to, even if you just want to share how you're feeling. If you're not looking for advice, you just need an empathetic ear. I am mm-hmm. there for it. And I'm really excited to have the opportunity to just be there for you. And it's honestly a privilege and an honor to be trusted in that way. Oh, you are like so supportive and like your hypeness is such a gift. <laughs> is that a word? Hypeness? Hypeness. Um, yeah, it is now. It sounds like highness, you know? <laughs> <laughs> your hypeness? Yes. Yes. You need a crown for that for sure. Yes. Um, anyway, but yeah, I'm so glad that you're doing that because there's many people who don't have a Rachel to call and just to have someone to be supportive and to help um, just like sift through all that came up. So I am excited to offer that with this um toolkit so I know, anyway I feel like I need like a jingle like call Colleen or something I don't know <laughs> um listen I don't know if you know but Colleen is a really really talented singer so <laughs> a jingle is appropriate for her not for me <laughs> but we need to wrap up is there anything else you wanted to add before we end this episode? I said it in my segment, but if you are listening to this episode right now and maybe you've been putting off scheduling an appointment and and feel like you might want to just seek some preventative care or just check in with yourself and your body, I just am encouraging you to do that um, and, and to just know that while the experience itself might feel like it's not a super safe experience, like we are here to support you in every way that we can. And I'm really excited about this doctor digital toolkit that we're about to launch because I think had I had that a few years ago, it could have really spared me some stress and anxiety. So I'm, I'm really excited about mm-hmm. that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences. We always appreciate it. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Colleen Brebner and thank you, Colleen, for sharing your diet culture IRL experiences. We will have another diet culture IRL episode in December discussing the upcoming International Dieting Month, also known as January. Yes, we are already poised and ready to help support you navigating this really shitty month. And no, it's always so much every single year, but we want to support you and get you ready. So Colleen will be back in December to discuss just that. This episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast was sponsored by our new digital toolkit called Your Second Opinion. It's a digital doctor visit toolkit for before, during, and after your PCOS healthcare appointments. You can get to all the details at bit.ly slash your second opinion. Again, it's bit.ly slash your second opinion. If you enjoyed this episode, we are so glad. We really want to support you as you are moving away from diets and navigating this world that is so obsessed with them. If you could subscribe or share an episode, those are the two most powerful things you can do to support someone like me, an independent podcaster, but you can also leave a rating or review that also is super helpful. So thank you in advance. All right. Well, we are done with today's episode. I look forward to seeing you next week. I actually won't see you next week. I look forward to talking to you next week for the next Find Your Food Voice podcast. 
Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Ready to join the anti-diet movement and take the Food Voice Pledge? Go to julieduffydillon.com and sign your name to the growing list of people saying no to diets and yes to their own food voice. The Find Your Food Voice podcast is produced by me, Julie Duffy Dillon, and my team of kick-ass folks. I couldn't make the show without Yelly Cruz, assistant producer and resident book fiend, and Colleen Brebner, customer service coordinator and professional hype master. Audio editing is from Toby Lyles at 24 Sound. Music is Fly Free by Hartley. Are you looking for episode transcripts? Get them at julieduffydillon.com, where you can also submit letters for the podcast, give us feedback, and sign the Food Voice Pledge. We need your voice to end diet culture. We literally can't do this without you. Subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast to get weekly inspiration and education on how we can defeat diet culture and reclaim our own food voice. I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Take care. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.